When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to our weekly classified Grayman Intelligence Audio Brief. Over the next few minutes, Wesley from Super SE is going to share with you the most important survival intelligence stories that have occurred over the past week from the Grayman Briefing. This timely and concise reporting will help you to stay sharp and be well ahead of the knowledge curve so that you can be better prepared for what's coming down the road. All right, Wes, take it away. All right. Thanks, David. So we'll get right into the brief. From the Gray Man Briefing, this is a weekly recap of news and developments for your situational awareness, as always, with the bottom line up front. And welcome back to this week's Gray Man Briefing. We're going to do things actually a little bit different this week. We're seeing a lot coming through on our government oversight briefing category. And rather than squeeze all those events into this week's podcast along with everything else, we're going to remove the government oversight for this week and do a large government oversight briefing only next week. So next week's podcast will just be our summary of government oversight and government overreach related events for this week. You'll still have everything else from natural disaster to political unrest to economy, you name it. Let's get right into it. First up, natural disaster and environmental events. There's a large batch of sargassum headed towards Florida right now. So this is a 5,000 mile wide batch of seaweed. It's the largest batch of seaweed ever discovered. And its projected drift pattern has it going towards Florida's coast. The thought process here is it's going to affect not only marine life because it's dependent on the sunlight's ability to, to break through the surface and provide sustenance down below the water. It's also going to cause respiratory issues to any citizens living on the coast and it can affect the utility industries. Specifically, the seaweed can block the water intake valves for desalination and hydropower plants and it's probably going to prevent watercraft from being able to safely navigate those coastal waters. So this is the projected path. We're going to see if it actually ends up making it to the Florida's coast, and we'll see what happens when, when that does occur. Separately, the Black River Wastewater Treatment Plant in Maryland has suffered an explosion. It's halted their operations. Officials confirmed that they are, quote, very concerned that a, quote, alternative method of dealing with the biosolids doesn't necessarily exist right now, and they're, they're worried about it backing up and basically they don't know where the water is going to go because they say it can contain pathogenic bacteria from untreated sewage sludge and it could be entering the waters. So there's no timetable for a workaround to restart the plant. Officials explain that they need to process these solids in water and that it's of critical importance to the community and the surrounding area. They currently said they are working, quote, to restore operations as quickly and safely as possible. They also burn off about 12,000 gallons of thermal oil 
So that's entered the environment there. However, Baltimore City Department of Public Works and the Maryland Department of Environment have advised that there is no environmental impact. And if you recall, a couple of weeks ago, we touched on PFAS, that PFAS contamination that was found in freshwater fish, but not commercial or seawater fish. Well, the White House has uh, made some changes on that. They announced the implementation of a national drinking water standard for per and polyfluoroalkali substances, that's PFAS, basically in order to hold, quote, polluters accountable to address and prevent PFAS contamination, end quote. The EPA will require public water systems to be monitored for six PFAS chemicals, notify the public if the levels of these PFAS exceed the proposed regulatory standards, and take action to reduce the level of PFAS in the water supply. And finally, now I know I said I wanted to do our government oversight briefing on next week's podcast, but this is relative and current right now, so let's let's get it out to you while we're on the topic of natural disasters and environmental events. 400,000 gallons of tritium water leaked in Minnesota back in November of 2022. The government kept it private under wraps until this month, March 2023. Groundwater monitoring systems detected a leak of radioactive water at Excel Energy in Minnesota. The NRC, that's the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, they advised that the leak includes 400,000 gallons of water contaminated with tritium and that it poses, quote, no health and safety risk to the local community or the environment, end quote. However, the leak, like I said, occurred last year. The NRC, Excel, and other agencies opted not to reveal the leak to the public. The Minnesota Pollution Control Agency, that's the MPCA, they claim the water never reached the Mississippi River or contaminated drinking water sources, and that there's no evidence at this time to indicate a risk to any drinking water wells in the vicinity of the plant. So they kept it under wraps. Don't expect the government to provide any advance warning of dangers. An incident could affect your community, your state, or any region without notice of precautions to take or evacuations to make, especially if the event can be concealed. The MPCA monitoring the leak admitted this month, this week, almost four months after the leak, they said, quote, Now that we have all the information about where the leak occurred, how much was released into groundwater, and that contaminated groundwater had moved beyond the original location, we are sharing this information, end quote. So they waited. The MPC delayed notice until they were able to claim that the leak wasn't dangerous to the surrounding area. And we're not saying it is or isn't. If it turned out to be a threat, citizens would have been exposed to it for over three months before any official made it public's knowledge. So luckily, if it's true, there was no effect. But if it wasn't true, they kept it secret until they were sure that there was no effect to let us know. Of note, the water is currently being processed and stored. About 100,000 gallons of it has already been isolated. In April, a large construction project will begin. So just in a couple of weeks, there's this large construction project that's going to happen at the same Excel plant. They're going to build a unit capable of creating a long-term resolution to processing the leak that just occurred. So it's possible such a large-scale operation and its purpose couldn't be concealed. Therefore, the public is now being notified, so it doesn't appear to be a cover-up. We'll leave that to you to decide. That's it for this wrap-up of natural disasters and environmental events. Let's move on. Next up, let's dig into the economy and finances. So inflation has remained 5% or higher since June of 2021. Real wages have declined since May of 2022. 
Reports for February 2023 show 6% inflation. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that groceries are now up 10.2%, electricity is up 12.9%, and utility gas is up 14.3%. The consumer price index increased from 4.6% versus 5.7% in the prior month following the 6% annual increase in the CPI. Moving on, investment analysts now predict Credit Suisse will be the next bank to collapse after record decline 22% shares. So the shares did go back up right after that 22% decline after it secured a $53 billion loan from a Swiss national bank. First Republic, PacWest, and KeyBank also saw major declines. First Republic Bank will be rescued by a group of larger banks who will deposit $30 billion into it. The Department of Justice and the Security and Exchange Commission, SEC, are investigating that collapse at the Silicon Valley Bank. Moody's Investor Service has updated the outlook for the U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Some analysts do not expect a contagion effect, while a lot do. This is basically the collapse of multiple additional banks. So they don't expect it to occur due to the low exposure that major banks like J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and Morgan Stanley. They have a, a lot larger portfolio than SVB did. The Biden administration announced the Bank Term Funding Program, that's the BTFP, which will make funding available to eligible depository institutions to help assure banks have the ability to meet the needs of all their depositors. So according to J.P. Morgan Chase, this will see the federal government administer $2 trillion in taxpayer funds into the banking system. Federal government and the White House is calling this not a bailout, but it essentially nationalizes the banking system. We've done a couple of briefings on preparedness related to financial prepping, and basically they're not current event sort of briefings. They're more how to prepare financially. Things like planning for unexpected vehicle repairs, sudden medical expenses, the collapse of the banking system, the government freezing or seizing private citizens' funds as it relates to civil unrest, national states of emergency, job losses, death in the family, birth of a child. We're, we're talking about a lot of different reasons why you should prepare and also things that are probably not so obvious and so like i said i don't want to dig into it because these preparedness briefings they're not current event related we post them when we see it's important to what's happening they're right now if you go to the graymanbriefing.com and subscribe you'll be able to look back at our archived preparedness briefings and we have two that just went out this month that i think are pretty relative we even dig back into the events about a year ago when Canadians had their bank accounts frozen for the whole Freedom Convoy event. So if you're interested in those preparedness briefings, go to the Great Man Briefing and subscribe. Wait to the end of this podcast. You're going to get a discount from our host here, Ultimate Survival Tips at The Survival Show, and that'll give you a discount on the briefing service. And let's jump over to our COVID-19 briefing. The FDA has authorized a Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 booster vaccine for children ages 6 months through 4 years old. The booster can be given after 2 months of the child receiving their first 3-dose primary series. So an 8th month old could now have 
five jabs of the COVID-19 vaccine in them. The authorization is based solely on, quote, evaluated immune response data from 60 children in this age group, end quote. And Pfizer and the CDC said that while there exists, quote, no clinical efficacy data for any age group, end quote, they're moving forward with approving this. Trial data has yet to be released publicly, so only segments of that data was provided to journalists. And of those segments, it revealed that of the 60 children, they experienced fatigue, diarrhea, and vomiting, but they also showed, quote, higher level of neutralizing antibodies compared to children in the age group who received only three doses, end quote. But they also said, quote, there are no estimates for protection against severe illness, end quote. So there you go. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, obtained internal Pfizer documents marked confidential were just released on March 16th. The files were a series of screen captures and hard copies that dated back to February 22. So, they're not super new, but they just got released. And they're confidential. We're not supposed to see them. This was from Project Veritas who obtained the copies. So, basically, it revealed that Pfizer was aware of increased risk of myocarditis to individuals that were administered their COVID-19 vaccine. In the documents, they said, quote, There is evidence that suggests patients who receive a COVID-19 vaccine are at an increased risk of myocarditis, and that it typically shows within several days after the mRNA COVID-19 vaccination. They further said, Quote, since April 2021, increased cases of myocarditis and pericarditis have been reported in the U.S. after mRNA COVID-19 vaccination. So the documents just got out on our briefing. We've linked them so you can view them yourself rather than hear a third party telling you what they say. It's pretty breaking stuff that we already knew, but it's good to have that hardcore evidence. So if you're interested, those PDF files, they're on our Grayman briefing service. You can see them archived they're on Telegram. All right, we've got one thing for you on censorship this week. YouTube has restored former President Trump's YouTube channel. The Google brand said that, quote, we carefully evaluated the continued risk of real-world violence while balancing the chance for voters to hear equally from major national candidates in the run-up to the election, end quote. So this follows Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, who've all reinstated Trump now. YouTube or slash Google is the last one to do so. And I guess since we're talking about Trump, we should mention the pending indictment. As of the time of this recording, he has not been arrested. There is a lot going on in New York right now. They set up barricades. They're planning on setting up utility lights hooked to generators in case the power goes out. They're shutting off multiple blocks. We're not seeing a lot from the MAGA side as far as going out to protest. We saw two protesters out the other day that were against Trump, literally just two of them in a city of, what, 8 million people, and there were like 100 journalists that were filming them. 
just be careful what news you watch because everything will be construed based on their agenda, their biases. Social media is the way to go to watch a lot of this stuff because it's recorded live, usually unedited, and showing just what the other side of the camera shows. We'll keep you apprised on the events of a potential Trump arrest leading up to it. The former President Trump responded to the developments that he may be arrested. And he said, now illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week protest take our nation back so this was an older quote that he posted on truth social that date has come and passed we'll see what happens and even though we're doing government oversight next week we'll keep your prize of any developments going on on the trump front and a quick cybersecurity note for you google's notified smartphone users of a critical vulnerability that could allow hackers to compromise their devices by using a special call feature on their phone. No update for most of these devices I'm about to list exists at this time. They did just release the Google Pixel 7 update that will fix this vulnerability. I think Google 6, Google Pixel 6 update is about to come out. But as I'm saying this to you now, I think only Google Pixel 7 has a resolution. For the rest of these devices, I'll name really quickly for you. The best thing to do is to turn off your Wi-Fi calling feature and your voice over LTE. That's the VOLTE feature. The devices affected are Samsung S22, M33, M13, M12, A71, A53, A33, A21, A13, and A12, and A04. Also, Vivos, S16, S15, S6, X70, and X60, and X30. So there's your quick cybersecurity update. Usually we would just say, get the update and that'll fix your solution. But right now they're still compromised and update doesn't exist for those. And another quick update for you concerning general strikes and labor actions. Los Angeles Unified School District, that's the LAUSD, the second largest school district in America. The teachers have gone on strike there. It's a three day strike. It's affecting 600,000 students that now don't have the ability to go to public school for three days. Teachers are wanting more pay, more full-time work, respectful treatment, increased staffing levels for improved student services. As it stands, agreements aren't going through, so the strike is ongoing. It started on March 21st. Grab-and-go lunches are available for students who have depended on the cafeteria food for their daily sustenance. And also there is some child care available for students whose parents are unable to care for them during the school days. Yeah, so let's move into border security, national security, and global security. The Customs and Border Protection, CBP, reports that 69 suspects on the FBI's terror watch list have entered the U.S. illegally at the southern border in this fiscal year alone. So this comes last month. We just got the record, the data for last month in February. 16 people on that watch list entered the U.S. For comparison, between 2017 and 2020, there were only eight people in total that illegally crossed at the southern border who were on the terror watch list. So far in this fiscal year alone, there's been 69. All right, more on national and global security inspectors with the United Nations. 
International Atomic Agency, that's the IAEA, reported that 10 drums containing approximately 2.5 tons of natural uranium in the form of UOC, that's the uranium core concentrate, went missing from their previous location. This was like a big concern among those who follow kind of smaller events that don't make major news. Luckily, I think it was the next day these drums were supposedly located and this is no longer a risk. But at the time it said it does present a radiological risk as well as nuclear security concern. So as far as we can tell, it looks like that's been resolved, but partly unconfirmed. So I wanted to let you know about that. Next up on March 19th, Poland's ambassador to France made statements in an interview that have been interpreted by some to be a commitment that Poland will enter the war, the Russia-slash-Ukraine war, in support of Ukraine in the event that Ukraine is unable to halt further aggression by Russia, which is a huge statement. This is from the ambassador to France, who is a pretty big person in the Poland side of the politics world. So what he says is of vital importance. Now, we've got a couple of translations. From best I can tell, this is probably the most accurate translation. So, quote, he said... If today Ukraine does not defend its independence and uh, sovereignty, we will be forced to enter into a conflict with Russia as the basic principles on which our civilization is built will be in danger. So up until now, or even currently, no other nation has entered the war directly. They provided funds or equipment. This would be the first time a third nation has entered the war with Ukraine and Russia, which would kind of make this a world war. We'll see if any of that holds up. The embassy there in France has backpedaled a little bit what that ambassador said, saying that it was taken out of context. But we'll give it to you anyway. And jumping back to our country, our border, during the Homeland Security Committee last week, the U.S. Border Patrol chief warned that the U.S. does not have, quote, operational control of the southern border. The chief advised that so far in 2023, 385,000 illegal immigrants have evaded Border Patrol while entering the country and another 77,000 entered undetected. This directly contradicts the DHS's claims back in 2021 and 2022 and this year that the border is secure and is operationally secure. Secretary's changed his language since Republicans took control of the House last year and he's used more ambiguous responses to avoid saying that the border is secure. Yeah, I think that's all we've got for you, national and global security and border security. Let's end like we normally do with the Second Amendment, and we'll start with a national spectrum here. Biden is set to sign an executive order with a broad range of indiscriminate measures related to firearms. Actually, I think he's already signed this. So his executive order, this is the Reduce Gun Violence and Make Our Communities Safer. The White House made the announcement on March 14th while boasting that, quote, over the past two years, President Biden has taken more executive action to reduce gun violence than any other president at this point in their presidency, end quote. Biden said, ban assault weapons, ban them again, do it now, enough, do something, do something big, end quote. So the EO will attempt to increase the number of background checks by ensuring that all background checks required by law are conducted in what appears to be a series of DOJ reminders, inspections, or redefinitions of terms. Specifically, the White House said that this will be done by clarifying the statutory definition of who is engaged in the business. That's the big term here, engaged in the business of dealing in firearms. As updated, the bipartisan 
Safer Communities Act will be referred to for what's considered engaged in the business. The EEO will develop a campaign to promote awareness for red flag laws in 19 states which allow trusted community members to petition a court to determine whether the individual is dangerous and then to temporarily remove an individual's access or right to firearms. The White House explained that people are not aware of their ability to remove firearms rights from others and that this campaign will help get the news out there that you can go report on other people you know and say, I don't think they should own a weapon because they might be dangerous. So we've gone into great detail on this new executive order. It is an executive order, not just an executive action, which is, there is a difference there. I'll let you refer to our archive post of it on Telegram if you're interested in our take on it and our debriefing on it. Let's jump over to Washington. So a pair of bills will ban common rifles. They'll redefine what an assault weapon is and create a 10-day waiting period to buy a firearm. And it will also create a firearm registry. So let's jump over to the whole firearm registry thing because I think the rest of it you can probably look up pretty well. So the bill is HB 1143. Those who are opposed to 1143 say that keeping a registry, this is quote, a registry which could be hacked or used by some overzealous government agent is inherently discriminatory and inherently infringing, end quote. And they say that the waiting period would put stalking or domestic violence victims in danger by preventing them from being able to protect themselves. So, you know, say your husband becomes violent, he's threatening to come back and harm you, you can't go get a weapon to stop him. Of note, the agency that's going to be overseeing this registry, they're the same agency that suffered a leak back in 2022 that exposed the personal information of 600,000 citizens. So right now, this specifically the HB 1143 bill, it's been referred to the Senate and is in review by the Law and Justice Committee. That's it, guys. Like I say, next week, we're going to do our government oversight briefing. And that'll be the entire podcast, government oversight, maybe some government overreach, and we'll keep everything else that happens that week. We'll have it ready to summarize for you the next week, unless there is something breaking. Like I said, if something happens with the whole Trump issue, we'll also update you on the next podcast. But we want to do a major category for a single podcast. So like if you're interested in one thing and maybe not all the other stuff we're giving you each week, you can just tune into that podcast and We'll try to make it also where it's it's not so much current event. Like, yeah, it's going to be current events, but we're going to give you enough information that, you know, if it's been three or four weeks, you could actually go back to it and it's still relevant, good information in there. Because I know sometimes when you're listening to podcasts, you know, you get notifications and you kind of like, oh, I'll listen to it in a couple of weeks. And for what we're doing, that makes it kind of difficult if we're breaking news and talking about things that are current. So we're going to try to give you enough information that it's fine if you miss a few weeks, come back listen and stay up to date and situationally aware of everything going on because some of it requires you to take preparatory steps to be ready for uh, developments. That's it. Wes here from Super SE reading out the Gray Man Briefing for you. I'm out. So before we head out of here, let us know what you think of these briefs by emailing us at help at ultimatesurvivaltips.com or you can contact us through our website and the home base for this podcast, ultimatesurvivaltips.com. 
If you'd like to be even further ahead of the preparedness curve and get daily briefs from Wes delivered privately to you, Wes is giving Survival Show podcast subscribers $1 off the normal monthly subscription cost of $5. So for only $4 a month, you can get daily intelligence briefings from Wes when you go over to graymanbriefing.com and enter code GBC. UST at checkout. All right, that's about it. Thanks for joining us today. Until next time, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.